Welcome to the Motivational Medium Podcast. I'm Anne-Marie Lord, a psychic medium, author, and the founder of the Motivational Medium Academy. On this podcast, we'll explore intriguing topics such as mediumship, psychic abilities, and the amazing idea that we all have intuition within us. Whether you're a believer, skeptic, or somewhere in between, get ready to unlock your extraordinary potential as we discover the supernatural world together. If you want your questions featured on the show, be sure to join my tribe by subscribing to my newsletter at amarylord.com. Let's go. Hey lovely, welcome back to the podcast. On today's episode, I wanted to talk to you about imaginary friends. Lots of children have imaginary friends and I wanted to crack this wide open. Now, this is just my suggestion, okay? So I know psychologists and doctors have a different view on this and that's all right. You know, we all have different perspectives on on what this is. But why I wanted to talk to you is because I get lots of emails of people saying, you know, my son, I think he's seeing me mom or you know, my daughter is uh, got this imaginary friend and she's talking to this person. We don't know who it is. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about when I was growing up. Now, when I didn't have an imaginary friend, but my brother did. Now, I was one of six children and we grew up in, in a city, Liverpool, uh, in a big old Victorian house. It was very old, the, the house that we lived in. And as I've said before, my dad still lives there. And one of my brothers used to have this imaginary friend. The rest of us didn't. It was just him. She even had a name. Her name was Stella Marine. And you know, we're well in our 40s and 50s now, us lot, and we still talk about this. And he used to say she was an invisible old lady who lived in the attic. And it absolutely freaked us out. Well, especially because my bedroom was in the attic. And he always wanted to come and stay in my room. Now, our house was absolutely freezing, freezing cold. The only place that was warm was usually downstairs where the fireplace was. So upstairs, uh, it was absolutely freezing. So a lot of the time he'd say, I want to go and sleep in your bed. And I'd say, okay, come on, you freaky person. You, you scare the life out of me. Just don't bring Stella Marine with you. And this was when I was a child, you know. And I remember one night we were in bed and the wardrobe was to the left and the stairs was to the right and the door was open. And we were in bed and I was telling him a story and he said to me, I think Stella Marine likes this story. Well, I started freaking out. And um, next thing, there was a knock on the wardrobe door. Now, my mum was convinced it was one of the other boys playing tricks. But the two of us absolutely shot out the room, flew down the stairs. And I was saying to my mum, he's not sleeping in my room no more. He scares the life out of me because he brings Stella Marine with him. You know, I was already had my own stuff going on. So to enhance this even more was crazy. So anyway, bless him. But he used to do like lots of different things. As I say, he used to, he called this lady, an invisible old lady who lived in the attic. She was as real to him as we all were. And we used to have this big, massive pool table in the front room. Now, I was one of six, as I've said, but five of us were boys. So they all got this big, massive pool table for Christmas one year. And we all used to play on this pool table, but it was huge. 
And you'd have to sort of climb over the couch to get out the door because this pool table was so imposing, if you like, in this room. Anyway, he used to come in and he was the youngest. So he was, you know, he was an annoying little brother. And he'd come in and he'd say, I want to play. And we'd say, no, you know. And this day, he said, and he still remembers this. This day, he asked, well, I'm going to make Stella Marine pop the black. So we were all like, yeah, whatever. So me and my other brother was there, my oldest brother. Well, he's the second oldest. So he's the oldest brother, but I'm the oldest. So he was there and we were playing pool. And next minute, he started laughing, Michael. And he said, I'm going to make this ball go and pop the black because you won't let me play. Anyway, the ball went up the table, moved back round and actually went into the pocket. Well, it was like pandemonium. We were all pushing each other, trying to get out this room because he'd freaked us out so much. It was hilarious. When I look back at it now, he had us tormented. But this is a subject that touches so many families. And I looked into this and, you know, growing up, he's still quite spiritual, doesn't ever tell anybody how spiritual he is. And he used to see quite a lot of stuff. And one day I'm going to get him on the podcast. He's so funny. And it'll be such a great laugh. And he can share some of his stories with us. But for now, I'm relaying this story. Hey, lovely. Hope you're enjoying the podcast. I just wanted to interrupt to give you some great news. I've got an amazing online course that's launching on the 15th of December. It's called The Grateful Three Approach to Mastering Your Mind. And as the title says, it's all about the teachings and the learnings from my book, The Grateful Three plus so much more and how to master your mind, how to bring confidence, how to get rid of anxiety. If you're afraid of going forward and doing something, I'll teach you how. If you think it's your confidence that's not strong enough and it's stopping you from reaching your absolute true potential, I'll teach you how, all in this course. But the best thing is, before I quickly jump off this and let you get back on with listening to the podcast, is there's a pre-launch early bird price. And if you jump on now, you will save yourself $200. All the links will be in the show notes and also on my website. So jump on now, book your place, get the early bird price and absolutely smash 2024. Now I'm going to jump off again and I'm going to let you get back on with the podcast. Enjoy. So... As I say, growing up, you know, Stella Marine just sort of left him, if you like. But this is a thing, if you like, that affects a lot of children, a lot of families. Now, psychologists say or they suggest that this is a child trying to solve problems or manage their emotions. And that might be true. But what we found and what I've found doing the spiritual work that I, I do, a lot of children, the people who they're seeing or either from a previous life, or it's past relatives. So it could be like their grandmother or their great-grandmother or their auntie or their uncle or the brother or the sister, whoever it is, it's usually connected to the child. And the child can give such strong description of who this person is. It's without a shadow of a doubt that they are connecting with the spirit world. Now, children's minds, if you like, are not polluted, if you like, with what we get as we grow up. You know, we, we watch the news, we watch the TV, we have 
things go on in life and the brain gets a little bit clouded or crowded as well, if you like, with all kinds of stuff. But children don't have that. Most children don't have that. So they've got quite an innocent mind, quite an open mind. So that's why the veil between our world and the spirit world, and plus they've only just got here, is usually quite thin. I've had people say, you know, he he talks about my mum like she's in the room. You know, well, she probably is in the room. You know, these kids are so connected. And please don't get stressed or worried about it. Like some psychologists and some doctors actually suggest to encourage communication, you know, and make it a normality. That's what we did when we we stopped getting freaked out by it all. She actually, Stella Marine actually became a part of our lives, if you like. And then I don't even remember the day she disappeared or I don't even remember the time she disappeared. It was just quite insignificant, if you like. She just came in and she just went out. She was in our lives for a long time. <laughs> And he still talks about it today. So please know that this isn't going to be detrimental. Well, it shouldn't be. And in my experience, it was not detrimental. And also, it can be an actual beautiful thing. I work with spirit and I know there's lots of skeptics out there and that doesn't really bother me. I, I know what I know and I see what I see. And that's okay. And that's how I live my life. However, I know that if your mum or your dad or your brother or your sister or your child wants to come back and show itself, themselves, to your children and be around them, it will only ever be to look after them. It will only ever be to give them guidance, to give them love and support, just like they would have done when they were here. So please don't be afraid of this. Having an imaginary friend was quite comforting for my brother. He spoke about her and spoke to her just like she was very, very normal, just like she was there, which she was to him, you know. And um, yeah, it's quite comforting. So it's when I feel it's when we start to inflict our beliefs on the child that this can't happen or it shouldn't happen or no, that's not right or you're making a mistake then that's when they get a little bit confused and the whole journey through imaginary friends then can be become quite scary really and, and it's like a forbidden thing to do or a forbidden thing to venture into. We need to make it as normal as possible for these children and know that eventually most people grow out of this and some of them remember like my brother does, or some forget, you know, and they'll only ever remember when someone brings up, oh, remember you had an imaginary friend? Oh, yeah, I used to feel quite comfortable when they were around, or it was, they were quite funny, you know, um, mischievous, supportive. But a lot of the time, it was always felt through love and a strong emotional connection. So if your child is talking about having an imaginary friend, maybe sit down and have the conversation with them. How did they make them feel? Can you describe them? Do they say anything that you understand as being connected to one of your loved ones that is in spirit? Yeah, and um, it could be quite cute for them. Now, the other thing that people talk to me about is children with night terrors. 
and you know they might be um having dreams or visions of what they're seeing now i often say to people you know reassure the child which you would you know make sure that they're not seeing anything or being around any high energies and what i mean by that is lots and lots of children are highly sensitive like three of my one of my children two of my grandchildren they don't like noise they get quite stressed if there's noise one of the um, my granddaughters actually says when we wash our hands in the toilet when we be in the bathroom she'll say nanny i'm just going to go outside while you put the hand dryer on she's really highly sensitive to noise but she's also quite sensitive to and the three of them are quite sensitive to people's emotions now kids can get a little bit stressed with things like this and if you've got someone who's getting stressed with have a look at the day you know if they're having night terrors what was the day like was there anything that you know was noisy within the day was school a bit crazy you'll find that maybe the highly sensitive people highly sensitive little people i call them but this goes on to adulthood so if you see people who are highly sensitive people google highly sensitive people and have a look at the list of things that people have and this might just be one of your children just being a highly sensitive person you know energy is powerful and energy is strong you know if you ever walked into a room and you thought oh i just don't like it in here or i really enjoy this space it's the energy you don't know why but it'll be the energy that you're tapping into and some people have a more heightened perception to energy than other people and that can be highly sensitive people like my grandchildren and my child so if that's the case and they have night terrors this is only my experience and what i've found if they have a night terrors then i will look back at the day and see did they have a stressful day in school did they have a lot of noise going on was there any shouting going on throughout the day you know things like that they do grow up and grow out of it a lot however highly sensitive people will still have sensitivities to negativity and also positivity they get very excited when there's lots of exciting stuff and positive stuff going on around them and they can also get quite afraid if there's negative stuff going on around them as well so i hope that makes sense so that's all about highly sensitive people you know you might be listening to this yourself and think that actually sounds like me you know and if you're a highly sensitive person it doesn't mean there's something wrong it just means you have to protect your energy so like your children you have to protect your energy so you'll protect them from noise or you'll protect them as much as you can from being in in that negative environment or that loud environment should we say and some people use crystals some people use salt baths you know and this is for adults as well some people use meditation like my kids used to love guided meditations i used to get children's meditations and do the guided meditations very calm and before they go to bed so it can sometimes stop them night terrors you know and them fears so look at crystals and look at and introduce crystals to your children you know they can pop them under the pillars they can help put them in the garden to absorb the energy you know and interact with them and ask them how are you feeling you know what did that make you feel like 
like me granddaughter who doesn't like the hand dryers in the toilet. I said to her, what does that make you feel like? And she said, stressed. <laughs> I don't think she knows what stressed is, but it made her feel stressed. <laughs> you know, so she's putting her own words to it. But yeah, highly sensitive people are just more vulnerable, should we say? That sounds like a negative word, but more open to energies. So it's about looking after your energy and protecting your energy. And for little ones, I love meditations of a nighttime when they're in bed or even to do a meditation with you during the day and to share how they're feeling. You know, how does that make you feel? Yeah, it's just about energy. And as I say, a lot of people will grow up and grow past this, but some people will keep their little energy connections and it usually serves you well in life. I hope that's helped. And have a great day. And I look forward to talking to you on the next podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this show. It's important to know that while I'm here to inspire, encourage and guide you, I'm not a psychologist, psychiatrist or a doctor. Join me again in two weeks for more captivating revelations on the supernatural. Remember to be in with a chance to have your questions answered on the podcast. Subscribe to my newsletter at amrylord.com. Stay in the tribe to vibe. I appreciate you guys. See you next time.